What's up, everybody? I am Brandon Lundberg, Senior Analyst with Football Scout 365 and footballscout365.com. Today, we are going to discuss the scouting reports for the top 2021 NFL Draft running backs according to the footballscout365.com NFL Draft Big Board. If you have not already checked out the previous episodes, I have already covered the top 10 QBs and wide receivers. I plan to close out this week with the tight end, so be on the lookout for that. Also, do not forget to check out the YouTube page by searching Football Scout 365. I have already completed film evaluations covering the top NFL draft QBs, and I will be working through the top running backs and wide receivers this week. Okay, so before we dive into the top 10, running back list, I want to take a look at player traits and skill sets for the running back position. Uh, These are not in any particular order, but I always look to identify running backs who show patience as a runner, a guy who doesn't have to go 100 miles an hour after the handoff, but kind of patiently waits for things to set up in front of him before he explodes. Uh, to the designated running area. A great example of a back who possessed great patience and of recent memory anyway, or who allowed his blockers to get set up was Lev Bell when he was playing probably his best in the Steelers offense uh, not that long ago. So other aspects I like to key in on, are they tough between the tackles? Do they possess good contact balance? And can they create yards after contact? I like a back who also possesses good vision, one who sees the opening before it's there or who can ID what is not available and has the wherewithal to bounce the play to the outside or locate the cutback lane. I also look for guys who possess a good burst out of the backfield, not just out of the backfield, but just have kind of that second gear to get the separation needed. Uh, he doesn't have to be a, a burner overall, not necessarily a 4-2, 4-3, or even a 4-4 guy, but a guy who has you know, that lateral quickness and the ability to move laterally and explode in a small space so that he can get, you know, to the edge when needed or explode through a closing void in the offensive line. One of the more important aspects is can a guy pass block or is he a willing pass blocker? This is where the three down back aspect begins. And then you dive into skills as a receiver. How good of a receiver is, you know, is the running back out of the backfield? Uh, Can he line up in the slot? If we want to create, you know, a mismatch in the slot or out wide, uh, I want to know how versatile uh, the particular running back skill set is as a receiver. And then I like to look at what a guy can do without the football. You know, how amped up is he as a blocker? How amped up is he to sell, you know, the passing route when it's not designated for him or to, you know, draw somebody's attention and to sell something especially on play action pass. Those aspects of the game are very important. Now, these aren't every aspect to look for, but these are some of the key attributes I look for when evaluating the running back position. Okay, so I'm going to dive into the running back ranking, starting with number one, and that's Alabama running back Najee Harris, who is an instant impact player. He's a guy I believe whatever team drafts him, he's going to make a difference out of the gate. And the reasons I, I believe this is, you know, watching his film, especially in 2020, you know, this guy, he's number number one, he's hard to tackle. He's shifty, not necessarily a burner, but he does have breakaway enough breakaway speed. Uh, he's shown, 
you know, prior to 2020 had shown a lack of discipline as a runner. And you can see that there were major improvements made heading into 2020. And he showed it down the stretch of the season. When I'm evaluating a running back, and, and this might not necessarily show up in, in some of the player traits and skill set uh, stuff that I just talked about prior to this, you know, their ability down the stretch of a season, uh, similarly to a running back's ability in a game, you want to see running backs get better as the game goes on. You also want to see running backs get better as a season goes on. And that can be a lot of that can be said about Najee Harris in 2020. As down the stretch, he was starting to be utilized in, in more and more versatile ways. He was lining up in the slot, lining up out wide, uh, leading up to the SEC title game where he really had a great game, uh, the college football playoff. The, I mean, this dude stepped up in major ways, and he proved you know, he's a three-down back, and that's very important. He's a dynamic receiver. I don't think that he, he had gotten enough credit from that standpoint in his ability. I think Travis Etienne gained or garnered more respect as a receiver than any of the backs actually in this particular class. But Harris really stepped up this year, proved it. Alabama did a good job of you know, showcasing his ability as a receiver and show, showcasing his ball skills in space. I mean, they lined him up out wide in one game. I can't remember which game it was off the top of my head. It might have been the Auburn game. Can't remember for sure. It might have been the SEC title game. But they lined him up out wide, and he ran, he ran an actual route. And, I mean, he, he looked like a receiver, albeit, you know, not as much of a receiver as like a Devontae Smith or, you know, a Jalen Waddle, but he definitely looked really good when they flexed him out wide and they were able to do that. And to me, that's an important skill set to have at the NFL level. And again, it reminded me of a young Lev Bell. And I, I do see him being that type of back at the next level. At number two, we have Clemson running back Travis Etienne. He's an instant impact player. Similarly to Najee Harris, Etienne and Harris kind of flip back and forth on my big board over time. Both of them translate well. Their game translates well 100%. Where ETN is a little bit different, I think, though, than Najee Harris is just in terms of overall athletic ability. I think he's more of a Camara, a CMC Barkley uh, type of skill set. He's a guy who plays with great burst. He shows and displays great contact balance. He's an excellent pass catcher. His skill set is that of the new age NFL running backs. He's what GMs and scouts and coaches are always looking for. Uh, where he does need improvement is as a pass blocker. And, and I'm not knocking him too much in that category because he is a willing pass blocker. And he needs to lessen the amount of fumbles that he did have a little bit of an issue with that here and there. But again, the positives do outweigh the negatives when it comes to uh, Travis Etienne. So definitely be on the lookout for him. He's a guy, I believe Etienne and Harris both will be drafted in round one, probably somewhere between, honestly, the 15 to 25 range. At number three, we have North Carolina running back Javante Williams. He is the first of the group of potential upside players. Williams, he's a dynamic player. He is a guy who is capable of just ripping off a big play at any moment. Uh, Williams does run hard between the tackles when he needs to. Um, he's a guy who runs behind his pads. He's not afraid of contact, uh, but he can also make players miss or defenders miss in space, which is very important at the NFL level. Having both skill sets and recognizing where you need to make a guy miss in space versus when it's time to just throttle down and run somebody over, that's a, that's a big deal. 
Um, he does possess good vision. He's able to locate the open areas and he uses his blocks well. As discussed in the player traits and skill set portion of this, those are major attributes uh, that I look for in a running back. Uh, Williams is, is a capable three-down player with good ability as a receiver, and he is a competent pass protector. So we've got our first three running backs are all three. They're good. You know, they can run between the tackles. Um, they're, they're capable pass catchers, and they're very capable pass blockers. Uh, so again, those are major traits all three possess, and I believe that's what separates all three of these guys uh, from the rest of the pack as we move forward. At number four, we have North Carolina running back Michael Carter, a potential upside player. We see a lot of upside in what he provides. Uh, he was part of a one-two punch with Javante Williams in North Carolina. He's been a steady force in Chapel Hill since 2017. He's a dynamic running back who excels as a receiver. He's elusive, and he possesses great instincts as a runner, allowing him to find lanes inside or out. Carter is a little bit on the smaller side, but you would not be able to tell, you know, because he does display the willingness to run between the tackles. He's a hard-nosed runner, hard to tackle. And when you do have him reeled in, you better wrap up and hold on because he has a knack for slipping through arm tackles. Uh, some scouts believe Carter will fit a more complementary role in the NFL. I believe he is a sneaky good player with three-down ability who could potentially be a number one if, if placed into the right situation at the NFL level. At number five, I have Oregon State running back Jamar Jefferson. He is the last uh, running back in the potential upside player category. Jefferson is a creative player. Uh, th this is a guy who... If he is given space, he knows how to use it. He, he puts defenders in conflict, both as a runner and as a pass catcher. He's, he's a matchup nightmare for a linebacker. Um, another skill set that he possesses is he's a hard-nosed runner. He's willing to run between the tackles, and he shows good balance and contact balance when doing so. Uh, he's also good at locating daylight to exploit the defense. And that's, you know, he, he possesses key traits. He's not really great at any one thing. If I were going to say he was great at anything, it's his ability as a check down player for the quarterback, you know, kind of that safety valve. That's what NFL GMs and scouts are looking for the most. A guy who can extend drives, make plays as a receiver, especially on third down. You're looking for that guy who if he's not going to be an every down back, you're at least looking for the guy that you can sub in on third down to make plays for you and extend drives. At number six, I have Memphis running back Kenneth Gainwell. He is the number one player in that developmental player category. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes. He's dynamic. He's elusive. He's one of the better athletes in the 2021 NFL draft. Memphis did a really fantastic job utilizing his skill set, both as a runner and a receiver. He is a tough runner, even at 190 pounds. He also possesses good instincts. His ability as a pass catcher will add to his draft stock as coaches can be created within their scheme, lining him up all over the formation. Gainwell might need to add a little bit more weight to his frame, but he does possess the tools to at some point potentially become a starter at the NFL level. All right, at number seven, I have Oklahoma running back Ramondre Stevenson. He is the second rated developmental player at the running back position on the Football Scout 365 NFL draft big board. He was a JUCO transfer before arriving in Norman. Uh, Stevenson is a very physical player. He weighs around 235 pounds. He can run through defenders just as easily as he can make them miss in space. 
He plays with good feet. He has good balance. He also is a patient runner who allows his blockers to set up before he can hit that next gear. Uh, he's also a good receiver out of the backfield, which really adds to the allure of his skill set, especially a player who weighs 235 pounds. It really does open some eyes um, of NFL scouts and GMs. Um, I think that that really bodes well for him at the NFL level. On the negative side, he was suspended in 2019. He missed five games due to suspension in 2020. So he may need a little bit of development early. The running back position's a little bit easier to kind of get reacclimated to or to get up to speed uh, going from college to the NFL. So I don't see it being a big issue, but again, it's something to point out. He did lack reps. On the positive side, he made the most of the opportunity when given the chance uh, within a limited window at Oklahoma. All right, so in number eight, I have Ohio State running back Trey Sermon. He is also a developmental player. Uh, Sermon is a guy that really ascended late in Ohio State's season, had an amazing game in the Big Ten title game against the Northwestern Wildcats, who had one of the best defenses in the country last year. Um, he is a guy who is a willing blocker. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. He's a player that I've had him in the top 10 outside of the top 10. Now he's back in the top 10. I've, I've been up and down on him a little bit, but you know, I look back at his time at Oklahoma prior to transferring to Ohio state. And I, I remember some, some games that I had watched on him. Now I didn't watch a lot of him prior to his arrival at Ohio state, but I, I remember him, I believe it was his freshman year in Columbus with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. You know, he made some plays as a receiver, as a runner in that game in Columbus. That was really the first, um, you know, time that I had really watched him was literally the biggest game that he had already ever played right at Oklahoma. So that was in Columbus under the lights, big moment. And he was a true freshman. So he, he does have, you know, the skill set to be an NFL starter. He's a guy that I think is a sneaky good um, pickup in some of the later rounds. I'm not sure whether he's going to, you know, be a day two guy. He might end up going day three, which is fine. But again, he's somebody to definitely keep an eye on. And I think that somebody's going to get lucky. They're going to pick him up. And, and if he you know, fits their scheme or, or kind of, you know, intertwines within the system upon arrival, I, I can see him being an NFL level starter. All right. So in number nine, I have Oklahoma state running back Chuba Hubbard. He's a developmental player. He's a guy who at one point was in that potential upside tier. I had him around the number five or number four ranked running back in the country. A lot of people had him number three for a long time behind both ETN and Harris. But th this is a guy that has the potential to be an NFL starter. He's a tough player. He's a difficult guy to tackle. He's been that way since high school. This guy ran track in high school. He competed in the IAAF World Youth Championships in Cali, Colombia. He placed fourth overall. He ran the 100 meters in 10 and a half seconds. So this guy in space not only will make you miss or can run through somebody if needed, um, kind of picks his spots where he's going to do stuff like that, but the guy can outrun the defense, right? So his game has really evolved while in college. He's improved his patience. He's improved his vision while in Stillwater. Uh, where he has not thrived and where I wanted to see more development. And this is why he's at that ninth ranked position is his ability as a pass catcher. 
He does lack the concentration and the ball skills as a receiver that, again, that we talk about with some of the other running backs ahead of him. NFL GMs and scouts and coaches, they, they want that three down back at the NFL level. He doesn't necessarily have it. I don't know if he's going to be able to gain that at the next level. And I think that that's where he's going to need to improve if he's going to become an NFL level starter. At number 10, I have Michigan running back Chris Evans. I consider him a developmental player at this time. He does possess a ton of upside. Uh, His skill set translates well at the NFL level. He has the traits that, you know, again, GMs and scouts covet. I say that a lot um, when I talk about these guys. He shows good instincts as a runner. He displays good vision. He has good patience combined with a good burst and breakaway speed. So what GMs will fall in love with is his ability as a receiver. Evans has good ball skills. He can line up all over the formation. He can line up in the backfield, the slot. You can flex him out wide at receiver. Uh, The one knock on Chris Evans is that he had to sit out the 2019 season due to an academic issue at Michigan. And he was unable to separate from a full Michigan backfield or a committee in in 2020. So regardless, Evans is a player to keep an eye on. All right, that will do it for yet again, another episode of After Further Review. We just covered the top 10 running backs on the Football Scout 365 NFL Draft Big Board. Please check out all of the other episodes. We went through quarterbacks, we went through wide receivers, and now we went through the running backs. I am going to start the process for the tight ends and also be on the lookout for YouTube episodes covering the top players at each position. I already have the quarterbacks listed. Wide receivers are on the way, tight ends are on the way, running backs are on the way. So be on the lookout for that. You'll be able to see those on YouTube. I'll also release those in podcast format. So for those who can't watch it, you can listen to it. It is better because the videos, I do film analysis on each player, breaking down their traits and skill sets. So definitely something to check out. Uh, You can learn a lot, kind of see what scouts and GMs and coaches are looking for when they're evaluating player skill set and player traits. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Football Scout 365. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching Football Scout 365. I do want to say thank you for listening and be on the lookout for more great content. 